to a DataStack show prequel. So we're going to talk about the upcoming episode that we're about to publish. Casas and I exchanged some interesting ideas and hopefully give you a little bit of a preview of what we're going to talk about. Okay, Costas, we talked about business observability with someone building a company and, and trying to establish uh, that category. One, this is kind of specific, but one thing that really stuck out to me in this conversation was we talked about, you know, sort of all of the technologies that are popping up around the modern data stack, right? So collection and ingestion is getting easier, transformation is getting easier, data quality monitoring, you know, there's really good tools for that. Now we're talking about business observability sort of around the metrics piece. And we talked a little bit about the role of the data engineer as these tools that automate a lot of things that sort of previously were components of their job. How does that change the role of the data engineer team structure? And the answer was really interesting to me that our guest gave. He actually said it's causing the role of the data engineer to expand in scope and responsibility. It's becoming more important as this constellation of tools make certain parts of the data stack easy. So your thoughts? Yeah, okay. Two things. One thing, one main thing there, one main thought. First of all, I think by definition, the data engineering role and why we need it like to have a different flavor of engineering there is exactly because it's like a kind of hybrid. And I think we have touched that in the past, like when we were talking also with other guests. It's like a hybrid between operations and actual like software engineering, right? So traditionally the data the data engineer had to write code. Like, so when we didn't have like infrastructure for pipelining, someone had to write the code for these pipelines, right? But then when you write the pipelines, then you have to operate the pipeline. So you have also operations and you have observability, blah, 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 and all that stuff that comes like more from the SRE space. So I think what is happening and does like more and more and more tools are becoming available and platforms is that part of the engineering work that the engineer, the engineer had to do, like writing the pipelines, okay, now it becomes more of an operational problem. So the balance between operations and actual like software engineering is like changing a little bit as part of the role of the data engineer. Mm. Uh, okay, this whole new data stack or whatever we want to call it is like still in that infancy, right? So we don't know exactly like in a couple of years what the data cloud is going to look like and how the job description of the data engineer is going to look like. But today it's like this kind of mix between software engineering and operations. In my opinion, what I find much more interesting is not like this kind of mix or how the mix uh, of operations and software engineering changes for the data engineer. It's more about the emerging roles of RevOps and mm. even data ops. But okay, this is, I think, still like very, very um, early. RevOps, marketing ops, sales ops, like all these roles that they let's say are more of a marketeer in the case of the marketing ops, but at the same time, they have like to work, like also need to have like a tech background. There's like the need to operate things that have to do with data infrastructure or like to work with data and all these yep. things. So I kind of find the emergence of these roles to be honest, like a little bit more interesting than like how the data engineering role is going to, to change. And I think that this whole part of the stack that has to do with the opero, op, operationalizing the data and the data warehouse is where all these roles like are going to emerge from. So, and it's a pretty new space, right? Like it's a category that like, it's still other definition. Like in every 
episode we have, we hear about a new definition, the new extension of what it means to operationalize your data, right? Yeah. So yeah, like it's, I think we will see more new professions coming out of like this whole new wave of innovation. I agree. Okay. Second question for you. We talked about business observability, which is, I won't, we don't have enough time in the prequel to just talk about the emergence of all these new categories, you know, data mesh, data fabric, you know, all of the, the data cloud, you know, all of these different terms. And now observability, you know, sort of the constellation of terms around observability is popping up. Super interesting in and of itself. But we talked to the guests about sort of anomaly detection relative to business metrics and KPIs, right? Which is a really interesting concept, right? So the basic idea is, dashboard goes away for particular things and you basically have anomaly detection. You can get notified of things that are statistically significant. You are an entrepreneur who also sort of understands the mechanics of data pipelines. As an entrepreneur, how would you like, what would be the first couple of use cases you would use in terms of anomaly detection for business metrics or KPIs? I think there's also, and that doesn't have to do with our guest today, but I think there's also, this is part of like trying to create a new category. There's like a lot of marketing language in there. And like, we are still trying to figure out exactly like, what's the difference? When we are like migrating a term from one space to another, like we also try to figure out like the new semantics of this term, right? So I don't think that like business observability is exactly like the same thing as systems observability. That's, or the severity, let's say, Think about being DoorDash, right? And you have to observe your infrastructure because if you have like a network outage, yeah, you are going to lose probably thousands or millions of dollars, right? Because nobody's going to be able like, to make orders. Now, I don't think of like on a business level, things operate like in, in the same way, right? Uh, unless we want to connect the outages of the network with a business result, which is, of course, going to be so severe. But actually, what we have to understand and where we have to react is not like on the business observable, right? It's the system yes. observable that we need to react there. Sure. So there is, like, I think, a distinction there which is very important between metrics and KPIs. So, yeah, metrics. And I think that I just mentioned that, like, they have, like, a company that is has like 200,000 metrics that they are. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. Yeah, you can have like a lot of metrics and metrics usually is like what you want to measure like much more, they react like much more imminent, right? Like for example, let's say, let's, let's talk about marketing, okay? Like can you share with us like one or two metrics and one KPI? Yeah, sure. I mean, we look at something like, uh, product activation as a KPI, number of users who activate in the product. That's t- to some extent a proxy for intent, you know, of actually solving a problem with the product. And there are lots of metrics that ladder up to that, right? You have certain in-app behaviors, you have volume metrics, you have teammate metrics, you know, there's just a lot of things that ladder up to that. Yeah. My intuition about that is that metrics are much more tactical tools. It's something that you probably like go and check every day because you have your campaigns and you might have tens of campaigns and each one of these campaigns and its performance is one metric, right? But it's not your KPI, 
Like that's yep. not something that you are going to report when like the leadership team is going to discuss. And then you have the KPIs, which is more of like a strategic tool. Okay. And I think that there's a big difference there in the time dimension. Like a KPI is something that, I mean, okay, what is anomaly detection? Think about like how you measure the KPI yourself, right? Like it's on a weekly basis or like even on a monthly basis because the variation week over week is like the variance is such that doesn't make sense like to, to measure it. There are KPIs that are quarterly based, right? Sure. So what is anomaly detection on a quarterly basis? I don't know. I mean, why do you need like an algorithm to do that for you, right? So sure. I think this kind of like distinction between like metrics, KPIs, Linde indicators and like all that stuff and proxy indicators and like all these things are like a very, very important. Of course, these tools are like important to help us like measure all that stuff effectively, but there's also like the human factor that has to put the semantics behind all that stuff that we are doing. And this is like extremely important. Otherwise, like the tool is going to be useless. Yeah. Well, you didn't answer the question, but I knew you wouldn't, which is why I asked <laughs> why I asked it so specifically. <laughs> okay, we are way over time, I think, for this prequel. But thanks for joining us. We have a really great show coming up with a guest where we will dig into different roles around data, sort of in the data value chain. And we will talk specifically about what Costas just said, which is metrics, KPIs, and anomaly detection. So join us for the upcoming show. You're going to love it.